You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In case you missed our emergency pod, make sure you check it out wherever you do get your podcast. Me and George gave our initial reaction just minutes after the Colts did announce the other day that Sam Ellinger will now be QB1 for the Colts and Matt Ryan is headed to the bench. But speaking of Matt Ryan heading to the bench, George, I think it does bring a fascinating question, especially with, with the timing being so interesting. The trade deadline is Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. So a week from today is the trade deadline. By the time you're listening, it'll be less than a week away. So the Colts don't have a lot of time to kind of figure out the direction they want to go in. They have a few players, if they wanted to trade them, probably could get some interest, probably could get some draft picks back. It would, at this point, would it be wise for the Colts to be sellers at the deadline, or they should say kind of status quo right now, and at least give Sam Ellinger a few weeks to kind of see with a full complement of characters and offense and defense, see if he truly is a guy or not? I'm kind of in the boat here. You you kind of mentioned it earlier off the air. You were talking about, do you wait and see what, what happens on Sunday? And I think you have to. But I think you've got to prepare yourself. If I was Chris Ballard right now, I would be testing the waters on certain guys because I think you owe it to a guy like Stephon Gilmore, uh, maybe even a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, you owe it to guys like that to, to get them to a contender if you're not going to be one. And I know, again, this goes back to, I think one of the worst things about the NFL right now is what's best for the franchise isn't always what's best for the people running the franchise. And the idea that, as we've talked about before, the best outcome, one of the best outcomes for this team right now would be for the rest of this season to go very, very poorly and then to end up with a pick where they can get the quarterback for the future and move forward. That's probably not going to be the best outcome for Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. So, you know, it's that tension that goes on between what's best for your head coach or your general manager, what's best for the franchise moving forward. Uh, but I do think that if I was Chris Ballard, even knowing that, my, my thought process would be, hey, I might survive this. And one of the ways to survive this is to set this team up for the future. And one of the ways to do that is to get the picks. And so I would dangle. I would I would put guys like Ngakwe and Gilmore on the market this week, get those discussions started with the idea that if you go out Sunday and you look like a playoff team, then you cut it. You you keep the guys, you move forward the way you are, and you you tell those guys, all right, talks are over. You know, we were exploring those options, but we're not going to go down that road. It looks like we we can make this work. And if you go out there on Sunday and it, the answer is you're not a playoff team, you look really bad, or it's inconclusive, and those deals are good enough, 
you pull the triggers on guys like that. You let young guys play in their spots the rest of the year, and you add to that draft arsenal that you're going to need to rebuild this football team. It's it's so tough because you kind of highlighted why like so many franchises in the NFL are dysfunctional. Is because, like you said, you have so many different motivations in the locker room. Where Jim Irsay, like he's going nowhere. Like no one's firing Jim Irsay, so he's probably you would think, as especially for him being such a big fan, he would think, okay, I want to, I rather prefer long term viability compared to let's say short term success. So that would mean trading guys like you mentioned. I think the two, especially that would be on the block and most tradable, unique in Gakway and Stephon Gilmore. Those two probably give you the biggest return, even though they're both on kind of short term deals. But if you're Chris Ballard, right, like. If it's close right now, the one thing you kind of hang your hat on is, hey, he's been really good in kind of later rounds of the draft. Like, if you have more assets, hey, you know, I've shown you in the past. I can I can find guys, like, give me a chance to do it again. But if you're Frank Reich, like, I don't think you're sitting there saying, yeah, Gilmore, let him go. And Gakwe, let him go. Like, let's just, you know, wave the white flag on the season. You're right. He's coaching for his job. And that's always where it gets kind of tough. And you do see kind of dysfunction go on with some franchises because you have the head coach shooting one thing, the GMA motivated by the the other, the fan base and the owner maybe wanting another thing. So when you have all those different motivations working against each other, it's tough to come up with a consensus. But with that said, I do think the two guys you mentioned, I would trade him if I'm Chris Ballard. Easy for me to say. But also you got to look, Stephon Gilmore's on a two-year deal and and Ngakwe's on a one-year deal. The Colts look, they're not a super Bowl contender, right? Like that's very obvious. Even if they can make the playoffs, if Sam Ellinger somehow turns this thing around, works miracles, like eight and two, nine and one, and they're in the playoffs, are they really going to go head to head with with Kansas City or Buffalo? No. So with those guys on such short term deals, anyway, by the time you get the quarterback in, and by the time you get that young quarterback to a position to where you can now start to contend for the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl in a few years, those guys are gone anyway. So it's like, if you can at least, if they're going to be gone in two or three years anyway, why not just get a pick for them now? Kind of like I said, allow allow them to be a part of a playoff chase and then just, you know, use those picks to hopefully kind of get either their replacement in the draft or another young guy or compile picks to where if you do have to trade up, maybe get an extra second or third round pick from from the Gilmore trade and maybe Ngakwe can give you an extra fourth, like just a little extra sprinkle on a potential deal in case you have to move up you know, to the top 10, to the top five, to get the guy kind of that you want. Yeah. You know, I, I think you don't do it with guys like Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman because, yeah, they're no, going to cost no. you a lot soon, but they're part of this. You know, they're going to be part of whatever you do and more moving forward. Uh, right. To me, it's, it's guys like Gilmore and Ngakwe who, who you know, probably are, you could argue that would be better off somewhere else right now uh, where they're at in their careers and where the Colts appear to be uh, in their building phase now. You know, I, I think those are, that's the way you look at it. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, if I'm Frank Reich, I'm sitting in there and I'm saying, I want everybody. I want all hands on deck. I got to win games. I'm going to make this work with, with uh, Sam Ellinger. And, and we're going to turn this around as we have every year that I've been here. You know, that's my argument. If I'm him, if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll let you see. I'll see what happens in Washington. We'll go from there. Here's a name I want to throw out there that I have no idea if there's even any interest whatsoever. But what about Matt Ryan? It's obvious his career in Indy is done. He's on a two-year deal right now. And when you say he's benched and benched for the rest of the season, his job is done. I mean, you look at a team like Carolina who who has had injuries at the quarterback position. They're technically one game out of first place in the NFC South. I think they're three and fourth time ahead. So it's not like they're, they're any good. I don't know if there's any interest to even facilitate the discussion, George. But I'm curious if there is interest. You trade Matt Ryan? 
Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. That's the one guy I would do either way. I mean, that's the one guy I wouldn't even wait on the Washington situation with. Uh, if, if there's interest from another franchise and there's interest on his side and going to another franchise and you're going to get literally anything for him, uh, I understand it. You get rid of that cap hit that you're going to have, the, the dead money. I mean, I, that one to me is an absolute – because, again, what did we say about this season? You need one of two outcomes. You either need to know that Sam is the guy and you're moving forward with him or you need to know he's not and you're going forward with somebody else. Matt Ryan doesn't factor into that. You know, I, I don't think there's any scenario right. where Matt Ryan coming back onto the field this year is, is a good outcome for the Colts in all likelihood. I mean, you're spinning your wheels if that, if that's the case. And so I would, I would trade him. I wouldn't even wait. I, if there's somebody that's interested and he's willing to go to that team, I would pull that one. I'd pull the trigger on that one right away. I'm with you now. The injury situation with his shoulder makes it maybe a little bit tougher. Like, I, it's going to be tough, especially, you know, to trade for a quarterback in season. We rarely ever see it. But to your point, I'm with you. Like, I know you can make the argument, oh, you know, he could stick around and kind of help, you know, Sam Ellinger develop and use his veteran leadership to kind of show Sam the ropes. But I, I'm with you. Screw that. If you can get anything from Matt, even a seventh-round pick, just to kind of get his cap hit off the, off the roster for this year, more importantly, next year, and allow him a, an opportunity to play again this season and maybe compete for the for the playoffs in a you know weaker NFC or even a weaker AFC. I'm gonna go for it. Uh, Chris Ballard. I take anything right now. If you want to give me a, a bag of footballs, fine. You you know brush them up and let's use them on Sunday. Break them in that way. But yeah, I'm with you. I, that's the fascinating part. I have no idea if there's any interest. But there are some yeah. like even Washington. Like like Carson Wentz thinks. I know they made the move with the Colts, so the, they may not do another. You know, want to be motivated to another quarterback here with the Colts, but. I mean, Taylor Heineke, I know he beat the Packers, but I was watching that game on Sunday. My God, he put the ball in harm's way 400 times. And 399, he got lucky by drops or just, you know, penalties. Can't like Colts, we'll see him firsthand on Sunday, but you can't feel great if you're still trying to compete for a playoff spot with Taylor Heineke's your guy. I just wonder if there'd be any interest from any other team. It's That's the part that's going to be interesting, but I'm with you. If there is, yeah. pull the trigger. I, I, yeah, to me, that's the thing. If there's interest, that's that's the cold question. I don't know that there is. Uh, maybe there are some teams in the NFC, especially in the NFC South, where you know it, it's a pretty wide open division, and and most teams uh, in that in that division could still win it. I mean, I don't. Maybe New Orleans is on that that list. I don't know. That's a good one. You know, he's that's been around. Um, he's he knows that division very well. Obviously, he's been there for a long time. It, it, if there's interest in that situation, yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would trade him for a seventh round. I wouldn't care what it was because you're moving on anyway. And the cap relief that you get from it. And also you take that shadow off of Sam Ellinger. We were talking about before. I don't know how easy it's going to be to actually get a read on him this year. I don't, it's not a great situation for him coming into anyway. With Sam, with Matt Ryan over his shoulder, it's an even more difficult evaluation. I think if you can get him onto another team, it's good for him. It's it, That one to me is a no brainer. It's good for everybody. That's a good point, too. Not that he's a distraction per se. Like, he doesn't come off as that kind of guy. You know better than me kind of seeing my practice in the locker room and stuff, George. But you're right. Like, just the questions of if he struggles, like, I, mean, I think it's fair to say Sam Ellinger will definitely have his talents for sure in this 10-game stretch. And you know there's going to be a portion of the fan base, maybe even a portion of the team itself. Like, 
eh, we weren't that bad with Matt. Like, you know, maybe we can get him back in the mix. And you're right. Just removing him from the team just more removes that distraction and at least helps Sam, if he's going to have success, kind of put him in a little bit better position to succeed. When you take away that kind of thought of, oh, let's go back to Matt Ryan, because at least we were, you know, had some success and we're three, three and one compared to, you know, if it's ugly and you're two and five in the first seven games of Ellinger's career, it's, like I said, it just helps remove that distraction and kind of gives him a chance to breathe a little bit and play without constant looking over his shoulder. And if you're New Orleans, maybe you have the same thought the Colts had at the beginning of the year. We could bring this guy in. We've got a lot of the other pieces. We could make it work. Saints are, are that's a great one because they have talent. They, I mean, they're hurt a lot, but they do have the talent there to kind of make it worth Matt Ryan's while as well. If he still wants to kind of play and kind of get one more run at, you know, the playoffs and beyond and kind of get that elusive Super Bowl. New Orleans would be a good landing spot, like I mentioned, a team he knows uh, and a conference he knows or a division, I should say, he knows very, very, very well. So that is that will do for this edition, a loaded edition of the Midweek Pod right here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Thursday, as you can imagine, or I should say Friday, when we um, release the pod, very specific in terms of Commander's Colts preview, what to kind of expect from Sam Ellinger in, in game number one here, what can you kind of do? We'll be seeing any schematic changes. What are the Colts like I need to step up to make sure that he can have as good of a debut as possible? We'll get you kind of set there for Commander's Colts in the next one, but but in the meantime, make sure you're following George on Twitter at GM Bremer. Check me out at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Sam Ellinger will be the name heard the most this week, and we'll continue that on thir- on uh, Friday, I should say. So have a great rest of your week, and we'll check you next time right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.